Hello, and welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money. I'm your host, Kyle Cardi, and joining me, as always, is the script doctor to my season of Riverdale. Noah Carden. Hello, Noah Carden. It is lovely to have you on this program. Hello, Kyle Cardi. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm a little, I'm a little tired, Bubby. It's been, it's been a busy week for your boy, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm jazzed. I, I woke up this morning thinking I would get to watch a musical episode, but it was no, not there. Not yet. But hey, Noah, it's our, uh-huh. it's our anniversary. It is. So one year ago today, we did our first episode and, and launched it and everything. I think it was the I, well, it was the first episode went live. The first episode went ago. live today because it's, it's on my Facebook, like, on this day shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so today, uh, boys, girls, and non-binary listeners, and really just any listener, hi listeners, we're gonna talk about how we would do the dang thing, how we would how we would do the dang thing. I, I think if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you have an idea of where we might be going with this. But I'm not sure if we know where we're going with this. Oh, I have done a zero prep work. Oh yeah, same here. Tight. Hey everyone, I hope you're ready for some engaging content. <laughs> I hope you're excited for some impenetrable concepts on if if you're not a part of the RPG community. Because I'm sure that's gonna just seep its way in like it always oh, does. Oh, that's where I was starting, homie. Yeah, so hey. Yeah. Uh, no one has ever actually told us that our podcast is unapproachable, but like we know, right? Yeah. So Yeah, if it's if it's if if it's not anybody in like our direct kind of like community of friends, yeah, that we have, like, I just kind of assume that it's people. These these bounce off of people. Um, yeah, we have a very specific demo. Um, yeah. So yeah, we are gonna be making our own season of Riverdale, and I think Noah. We should mm-hmm. put ourselves on the timer. We should time okay. ourselves. We have we have thirty minutes to make this season of Riverdale. Starting now, go. How do we want to okay. start this? <laughs> so I assume we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and just get the casting out of the way with the current cast that we have. Oh yeah, we want to keep so so. I think we do rather than doing like that whole like my fantasy budget. So here's what I'm thinking: we keep the cast, we keep the the general setting of like this like modern sort of it follows e Riverdale, and mm-hmm. then we sort of just go from there. Because I don't want to recast any of these kids because they're all talented. No. It's just the writing that isn't living up to them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's necessarily been a bad role in the series so far, no. but it's it's yeah, like you said, it's the it's been mostly the writing and just sort of the kind of inconsistency there. So, um I think the first thing is just straight up the whole Sabrina supernatural shit is in wholesale. Oh, oh yeah, play. huge buy-in. Absolutely. 
I'm thinking that our reimagined Riverdale is is a horny teenage horror series. Like, it, yeah. I know it's a little late to get that Teen Wolf money, but I am thinking, I am thinking that instead of just doing, like, we're all horny monsters, like, I want to also turn into our fantasy D&D-esque goofs where, like, mm-hmm. yeah, these kids sort of do have character classes. And, yes, the Archdeacon, I mean, canon, the Archdeacon is a lich in our universe, yeah? Yeah, yeah, she's she is some sort of... I feel like... All right, so in season one, she was definitely a lich. In season two, she's still a lich, but she seems to have, like, shifted some of her evil to Penelope. Yeah, Penelope is siphoning off her yeah. soul power. There's, there, I feel like there's sort of a a, a, a Sith Master Apprentice kind of thing <laughs> Man, happening. See, if we weren't on a timer, Noah, I would go on a long diatribe about how fucking stupid the Sith thing is, where it's like, there's only two of us, and also, yes, no, I know is. that you're gonna kill me, Apprentice. So, like, why did I take you? Like, what the fuck? What a bad, what a bad form of like leadership, huh? Yeah, no, it's very, very bad. Um, so okay, so we have our fantasy setup. Yes. So I guess let's start in season one. Do we want Archie to have been molested by the CW token pedophile? Oh man, um, because like that is sort of the beginning of. Of as some of our some of our See, fans have pointed out, sort of the beginning of Archie's like uncontrolled nosedive into yeah. mental unwellness. Oh uh, man, I, like I don't like it, but I feel like the the network might force us to. I feel like it has to be there because that's like they do it in every show. Well, that and that was like one of the first things I heard about this show. As like Archie's yo, boning a Archie's Yeah. Archie's boning Miss Grundy and Miss Grundy is like a like late thirty year old and, and I was like, What? I have to watch this show. What the hell is going on? Yeah. I just heard that it was a grim dark Archie and that was all I needed. But okay. So the network is forcing us to include a very gross pedophile plotline. Mm. So Yes. How do we want to handle this pedophile plotline for Archie's arc? Because maybe Archie's trajectory is kind of similar to what it was in season one, but maybe he does have a little more to do. So, like, who is Archie and why is... Okay, so Archie... I got it, Noah. Here it is. Okay. So Archie is this, like, uh, mythical babe, like a sacrificial lamb for any of the multiple dark gods or... Fey lords or what have you that that desire to come back into the fold and so miss grundy is an agent of one of these horny evil gods that wants archie to be like symbolically or literally sacrificed i think it varies from god to god okay so so miss grundy is a a follower of slanesh Okay, and just a very horny, it, horny god. Okay, yes. And now, will Games Workshop sh- sue us? Well, we don't say that name. Okay, but you know, mm-hmm. 
it's basically Slenderman. Okay, so our um, horny evil god. Got it. Horny evil god. Um, H-E-G, Heg. <laughs> horny evil god. Heg. I, okay, Heg is straight up the god's name now. Okay. <laughs> no one will ever know. Just, like, no one's ever going to hear this shady backroom writer's session, Noah. Yes, I feel like the um, the thing we learned last episode about there being time travel and interdimensional portals. Oh, very much, very much that has to be in our show because we yes. did time travel to pitch that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's it's it's all like it's all cyclical. It's a very um, time is a wheel. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's it's a very Bill and Ted sort of let's leave the keys in the bush. Oh, here they are, kind of thing. <laughs> Okay. We left this for ourselves to do this episode in the past future. Yeah, we were we knew um, that this episode would be bad if we didn't give ourselves a nudge in the right direction. <laughs> um okay, so time travel is involved. Where are you going with this? Heg Heg wants Archie to like be snoo snood to death. Yes. That's why like Betty wants him, Veronica wants him, Cheryl wants him. Okay, uh, so then are we to imply that that Heg has influence I feel over like the town? Heg, yeah, I feel like Riverdale, like we've mentioned before, is sort of like this almost extra-dimensional place. Okay, so... Where it's... it's, it's it, seeps into the astral plane a little bit, which allows Hag to influence people easier. So here are my caveats. Okay. Number one, I want it to affect everybody, and that's why everyone in this show is so horny. Like, I don't want it just yes. to be our female leads. Two, I think that if you are a, a, a follower or being influenced by another entity that you are mm -hmm. immune to its charms. Because I want Betty to legitimately like Archie, like, but Dark Betty is basically what's protecting her from Heg. Okay, you know, okay. This, this, so this there foreign is... intelligence that has, like, entered Betty's body. The, 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 dark, the dark Betty entity. The dark being, yes. The DB. Yes. The DB, okay. Okay, so... Uh, so that way we can sort of still keep that, like, pure-ish romance, and we can really root for them. But then we also mm -hmm. need to give Veronica a reason to be rooted for. Like, maybe just by her virtue of being an outsider, she she is not influenced by Heg. Yes. And I feel like her parents probably have some sort of link to some sort of mercantile god. A, a, a coin counter demon. Yeah. Something along those lines that kind of protects the Lodge family somewhat. Okay. I also want them to have a magic coin. <laughs> and again, this doesn't have to show up in the season. But they do have <laughs> one magic coin from their initial deal with the coin counter, which is now this entity's name. And the coin counter gave them this coin, and it's like that, that fucking, like crossroads demon deal here's the fucking guitar when you play this guitar you're the best guitar player on the world but when you mm -hmm, have this mm -hmm. coin you can never make a bad business move right does that make any sense noah yes this is this is this is making sense to me okay. i don't know about anybody Good. else 
And so so maybe they lost the so corn, we have, and that's why Hiram's in prison, and they've tracked it back to Riverdale, or more accurately, Hermione is, because I think if we want to do, if we want to do Hermione justice, let's just commit to either making her a villain or not a villain, because like, I would I would say that I think they're trying to make Hermione nuanced, but like, boy oh boy, they aren't doing a good job is she a psychopath or is she an abused wife and i know there's no easy answers to those kind of gross questions but also at the same time i feel like just for for storytelling sake if if she's come to riverdale to reclaim this coin to save her husband i think we should just turn into it and make her more villainous yeah 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 yeah. i think um she is i don't think she needs to be more explicitly villainous but she no. is more intentionally she's our stand in for the idea of toxic femininity like this uh, machiavellian mary almost uh, the the um sort of like the yeah, the femme fatale, the shrew kind of archetype exactly. rolled into where like toxic masculinity manifests its way through like through like loud violence and stuff like that. Like toxic femininity very much is about like emotional manipulation and like society's ex- expectations of women that aren't healthy when taken to extremes. And mm-hmm. so I see her very much manifesting that. And honestly, does she sound more like she belongs to Heg? I feel like she is probably the closer entity to Hag in the Lodge family. Like, she's sort of like... Maybe she's a reformed Hag cultist. Okay. You know? Okay. We can we can yeah, turn um, into it. I feel like, like Hag's influence over the Lodge family starts with Hermione and then kind of moves into Hiram and yeah. then it's trying to get to Veronica. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so Heg wants Hermione back, but Hermione specifically went through all these deals with the coin counter to protect her and her family from Heg's influence. And this is already more like I'm doing it for my family than all of the Riverdale Lodge plot points. Mm-hmm. Like it's yes. it's already on another on another tier. Um okay, so that is that's the skeletal archetype for them. And so the blossoms Obviously, okay. the twin curse is so fucking important, and it's it's super important. Like, oh my god! They just they've only confirmed that there is literally a curse. Like there is literally a curse we were on their family. <laughs> we were making a goof. Okay. Oh so, man! The right. Curse remains. Jason's a ghost. Like flat out, yes. Jason's a ghost. And I think that yes, the archdeacon obviously. Yes. Um, but Cheryl, how do we want to handle Cheryl? Because I want at the end of season one, Blaze Blossom. I want Cheryl to become the Herald of Fire. The Herald of okay. Ash or Cinder or something. Like something like so, that implies a fire has destroyed what was once here. Uh, I feel like through the sacrifice of Jason, it allows the sort of righteous fury entity to to okay so that take hold of of cheryl okay so that's that's the true nature of the curse in our universe then so the curse basically um 
Nana Blossom had a twin, and the twin died. But Nana Blossom turned herself into the Archdeacon, into a lich, to protect her soul from the fo- from the flames corruption. Penelope mm-hmm. Blossom is not a blossom, and Clifford Blossom. No. Maybe we keep uh, twin brother escaped town. So technically, that curse hasn't manifested, but it will manifest yes. when the when the twin returns. So Cheryl is the first one who is just completely unprepared for the curse. Yes. And so, okay, but I feel like beyond just a man died, I want Cheryl to have reason to say yes to the demon. Like, I Uh, want her to make the conscious decision to say, okay, I want to be the, I want to be Blaze. I still think the whole um, Clifford killing Jason thing should probably stay in. Um, I like that, too. And and then that does give her the reason, but yes. so then the problem is and then, then it's, like is she just doing it because of the actions of men? You know, yeah, it's hard because there's not really any until season two's Penelope. There's not really any action on the behalf of the female characters in the Blossom story. Like Penelope's just kind of a shit. Yeah. Hmm. I do think that Ghost Jason needs to be like whispering in in Cheryl's ear. Very much. Very much. Okay, so ooh, so what about this? Hey. I'm pretty sure in season 1 didn't Cheryl see like a burning Jason or something or am I drunk? No, his death was water-based. There was probably no fire. Yes. Um so maybe Maybe there's two ghost Jasons, and one of them is the manifestation of the curse trying to wear her down, and the other one is a Jason Blossom spirit that is actively trying to ward and warn his sister from this entity. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? I kind of like the idea of toying with Jason, because then we can have a, a couple, like, really interesting, like, maybe seance episodes we can get that hasbro ouija board money yeah yeah ouija that made money at the box office we can get that ouija money um but yeah hasbro will throw money <laughs> is there is there cover girl oh yeah for sure for sure, for sure for sure for sure there's only one makeup in the universe and it is cover girl which also does sound like a cult like the children of the cover girl like tell uh-huh. me that's not a cult about a hidden a hidden something. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have our characters like rough back. St- oh, Jughead. It's a uh, Juggy. Juggy. Uh, I like. Is Juggy our Innocente? Is Juggy just our Call uh, of Cthulhu investigator? Yeah, I think so. I I like Jughead as sort of the, um the writer investigator character he is in the show i want this concession heg heg makes everybody horny i want jughead to go back to being aces and that makes him immune to heg's influence yes i don't want this jughead horny boy i want jughead the hamburger boy 
Yeah, I think we we have like a moment where it's like, oh, maybe, and then it just nope. It immediately like it just does not work. Yeah, no, it it does not happen. Oh, so when he's getting close to cracking the Grunderman case, mm-hmm. like she tries to seduce him, thinking that her her like cleric spells will work against Jughead. Unbeknownst to her, he is immune to all charm effects. Um, mm-hmm. and that's sort of when it pops off because she fails and then that gives Juggy the information he needs, but it also tips him off to the fact that, wait, is magic fucking real? Yeah. And then in comes Sabrina. Okay. So we do want to work Sabrina in because yes. I was wondering if we wanted to intertwine, just get a little more weird with it. Like hit this classism thing hit. Okay. I want to tie Jughead and... And um, Cheryl, I want to tie their plot lines together because Cheryl's this very like privileged, entitled, classist bitch, and Jughead is very uh-huh. much not that. But I think maybe they're the only two that know what's what's going on because the other ones maybe they can cr- chalk up their stories to just like, oh, this. I mean, this could feasibly be real. This might just me be me kind of breaking down. But these two sort of come together. And that's the Ouija scene, but, like, after they have gotten Sabrina. Because I think they do need to find a specialist. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just really like the idea of playing Jughead and Cheryl off of each other in, like, a meaningful, platonic, like, be everyone becomes a better person because of it way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Okay. So where next? So they have their so so yeah, that's their season plot. What do we want to do with the other season plots, Noah? Well, um, well, Archie, Archie needs to have like a very central kind of pivotal role to everything. Okay. Um, I think I don't. Know, I think he needs to like kind of spearhead. The sort of fight against Hag. Okay. After he kind of realizes what is going on. So how many episodes are we doing? Do we want to try to do a thirteen episode season and just do six really tight storylines, like six episode storylines that are just incredibly dense and we're not really mm-hmm. wasting time? Yeah. No, I'm thinking like this is. Definitely, definitely a dense series. Definitely more in tone with like a a air quotes premium cable kind of show. Okay, okay, okay. So you want to take us more in like that like West worldy sitch? Yeah, yeah. yeah we want to yeah. do what True Detective shat the bet on. <laughs> yeah, like that show promised me some sweet ass Lovecraft horrors. But boy, oh boy, they did nothing. It was just like, oh, here's some stars in the 13th episode. And I was like, cool, way to waste 12 hours of my life. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Or maybe it was six episodes. Whatever. True, don't watch True Detective. It's fucking boring. Both seasons. All of them. They're terrible. Um, okay, so. Archie spearheads the charge. I think that's Archie's second plot line. Okay. We need to free Archie. 
How early are we introducing Sabrina then? Because I feel like maybe the Jughead Cheryl plotline sort of hits in the first six. We front load it. We bring Sabrina in in like three or four, maybe three, because then we have three episodes to disarm Miss Grundy. Yeah, I feel like uh, instead we get okay. Our our narrative like our narrators. Are, it starts with Jughead, and it moves to Sabrina and kind of goes back and forth. And Sabrina is kind of there initially in the background. And then, like, she comes forward for the whole, like... Oh, I like that. Freeing... Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. what if we take it one step further? Each episode has a different character narrating it. And I Ooh. think we... And follow me here. We can use mm-hmm. this as a means of conveying horror. Like, mm-hmm. the first episode, we have the Jughead log, but then once we know something's, like, wrong with Archie, like, we, the audience, know the dramatic irony of he is enchanted, Archie narrates episode two, and it's this, like, completely different take on Riverdale, and it's whimsical, and even, like, the set design is influenced by this, like, rosy disposition of Archie. Like, we take it to the fullest extent that we can. It it, it becomes sort of that classic 50s, Mm -hmm. like, Archie, Riverdale aesthetic. For sure. And so then we hit, maybe maybe in... because I see Dark Betty's plotline being our, being in our second half, and maybe in the mm-hmm. Dark Betty plotline, we have Betty narrate an episode in the first six, just like actual Betty, and then in the back six, we have Betty narrate an episode, except, like, we don't realize that it's Dark Betty narrating it until it's too late, and, like, the thoughts mm. that it is having after a certain point are, like, horrific, and we can use this yeah, to yeah, show, yeah. like, the thought processes of these characters in a way that still sort of echoes the original show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then, hmm. Does Betty join in the front half? Does Betty join team classism, team class warfare? Um... I don't I don't think so. I don't think she is <clears throat> she might like show up for like bits and pieces, but I don't think she's going to be like as aware of what is going on until like What is she doing then? Because I, I <sighs> she needs to have something to do and if she's not under the influence of Heg, I feel like when she does sort of naturally learn that there is like a horny evil god making people do shit like this maybe she does sort of gravitate towards Archie's best friend Jughead, like, in media res. Because I like Mm. the idea of maybe Sabrina, like, knowing immediately that something is wrong with Betty. Like, she's terrified of Betty. Yeah. But maybe they need the, the magic essence for a powerful ritual to free Archie from mind control and they need to use Dark Betty's yeah. like mojo yeah. to power it. Yeah, she 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 becomes like a linchpin in the sort of like uh, freeing of Riverdale from Heg kind of thing. I don't necessarily think we're gonna beat Heg. I think Heg is too powerful. I think we might just free Archie okay. because our primary okay. cast is 
already more or less free of Heg. They all have their own entities that are protecting them. But, like, we free Archie, and then that sort of starts Archie on whatever the second six is going to be. Okay. Because I do like the idea of horny teenagers going into the woods and getting eaten by a Gru. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we have, to, we have to keep all of the other background characters that we're gonna kill. I think Heg is a fun way to make sure that they make bad decisions for dramatic reasons. Because hmm. they're getting sacrificed to Heg, basically. You're doing the, you're doing the nasty thing, and then you get mm-hmm. eaten by a Gru. Or a ghoul. Now, is the Gru, when it appears, is it the Black Hood? Do we want to do the Black Hood as our second six? Do we want to do in 13 episodes what it took Riverdale, like, 30 to do? (laughs) I think we can do it. Because there's a lot of fat we can cut. There really is. I think there's a lot of music we don't need. For sure. Um, I want to keep Josie and the Pussycats in it somehow, but I think that until our season two, they are going to kind of have to be background characters. Maybe we... I don't want to shaft Valerie by having her be like Archie's like recovery rebound. Like I'm no longer under the influence of a dark god and I just crave physical support and emotional support. I don't want to do that to her. But, like, I think, unfortunately, it might be for the best to keep Josie and the Pussycats either in the background or not in until season three, where we can, like, introduce them as a new central plot and make them really important. Yeah, 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 I think so. I think they they are going to be, they're going to be, like, their own very special thing that needs to be treated with some real care. Yeah. We are nearing the end, Noah. We need to drive this this first six episode run home because I don't think we're going to get renewed for 13 episodes unless the six go really well. Um, so, okay. So I think we're only really missing Veronica's plot. Veronica's plot line. She's enamored with Archie. I want to keep that. I want to keep the Betty Veronica rivalry going. Yeah. yeah. That, that classic bit. Yes. What does Veronica do? She needs to do something interesting. Uh, let's see. Veronica is Veronica is the money. What can the money do? Because I think all of the disparate plot lines should tie together at the end for the ritual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, because that's one of my favorite storytelling tropes. But maybe what's she doing? The maybe like the lodge estate. Is like the nexus point. The the maybe the hotel they have they to in? like. Well, it's on a ley line. Yeah, yeah. It's like the like the the intersection of a bunch of ley lines within Riverdale, and it's like how how Hag and any other entities are trying to like influence it, push their influence through, and that that allows like okay. everybody has to go to Veronica. To be able to free Archie. Okay, so performing the ritual on Veronica's grounds is enough to sort of give them the extra, extra juice they need to to, to free Archie from Hague. Because they're not going to yes, stop the ley line. 
because she's she's the money she's and and money is power Mm -hmm. so therefore the lodge household is power is veronica our our audience like surrogate where she's just like what the fuck is wrong with this town like i thought new york was debased yeah, uh, maybe because I think I think Jughead also kind of plays into that a little bit with him being the investigator. But but to him, it's all normal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Jughead is still conditioned by the environment he grew up in. True, very true. Uh, yeah, no, I think Veronica could definitely very be could definitely be our our sort of audience surrogate kind of character, and then. Uh, either later in the season or in the next season or something like that, we could have her kind of, like, realize her own family's, like, weird, messed up sort of connection. So what if Veronica is busy playing chess with something we're setting up for season two? Like, maybe we have an overarching plot with Veronica. Like, what was that fucking rape kid? St. Clair? Yes. So we keep, we bring that family in, but we dump the rape shit. No, mm-hmm. no rape. Full disclosure, except for Archie's molestation, no rape. We're not fucking doing it because the yeah. CW mandated one, and that's all they get. Death grip. You get one. Um, so she's maybe going toe to toe with the Saint Clair. Like maybe we we tie her into the history of Riverdale. Like, yeah. the St. Clairs are there, the Blossoms are there, and the Lodges are there, and these families are basically, like, the triumvirate of, like, the money that influences Riverdale. And she's sort of having, like, a Lelouch-style chess battle with Nick St. Clair f- for, like, something. Like, maybe the St. Clairs have the coin or something. She's basically, like, l- we're exploring the maple syrup blood money aspect of of Riverdale through Veronica and just like the absurdity of how this fucking place is. And she, you know, and also it is important that these kids are also still just doing like normal kid shit as well. But like, we do want to tinge stuff with some darkness. Mm -hmm. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, time travel. (laughs) Who is our time traveler? Who comes back at the who comes back is my question. Uh, hmm. Because is it Cheryl Blossom as Nana Rose? <laughs> I think it might be. I think definitely it is, and I feel like we should have the Archdeacon do more in the story. Like mm-hmm. she, maybe she traveled back in time to try and save Jason, and that's what we tie into like the ring and all this stuff, and like yeah, just like something that. Nana Blossom knew I, to try and save I also, Jason. I also feel like since she is the the lich, the archdeacon, she knows all magic mm. that she has to like mentor Sabrina at one point. She nudges the kids in the right direction and I do like yeah. mentoring Sabrina. I feel like she's she's the one that knows the 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 spell to to like free Archie and, like, mm-hmm. contain Hag for a short while, so they have to go to her to... So what if we play up Nana Blossom's sort of senality, where it's like, oh no, she's, mm-hmm. like, sundowning or whatever, but 
it's just straight up it's a side effect of the time travel like she yes. doesn't remember the incantations but she remembers where they went to find the spell book that had the other half of the incantation and so like she yes. has to work through this and provide it to Cheryl or Sabrina or whoever like she's actively helping in what ways she can when her mind is back in this timeline yeah I like that okay so that okay so to summarize because it sounds like we have our plot now uh-huh Archie is being seduced by Heg by an agent of Heg in the form of Miss Grundy she uh-huh. is influencing his mind Jughead, Archie's best friend, is aces and is immune to the influence of Heg. And as his friend sort of stumbles deeper and deeper into what Jughead originally thought was just a high school scandal, Jughead slowly uncovers more and more of the dark truth of why everyone in this town is so fucking down to fuck all the time. (laughs) Yes. Veronica arrives at the same time to... With her, with her mother, who is trying to reclaim the first coin. And while doing this, she is drawn into a deadly game of chess that has been raging for generations that she wasn't really aware of with the St. Clairs, who she does beat. She does beat, and maybe St. Clair accidentally kills himself. Um, okay. And then Betty is possessed by dark betty and a lot of her stuff is just dealing with the terrible family life and trying to resist the influence of dark betty until she is tipped off to archie's predicament in which she does need to let dark betty in willingly to help sabrina who has joined cheryl and jughead on their their quest to like stop ghosts and then eventually free Archie. Like Cheryl strikes the deal where she's like, I'll help you, but first you have to help me. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, so they find Sabrina. We have all that. And yeah, that kind of covers they, it. They, they, they quest to save Archie and, yeah, try and and loosen Heg's grip over Riverdale. We have a very succinct, unapproachable six episode season. Yes, this is absolutely impenetrable, <laughs> and nobody will watch it. <laughs> oh my god, that's listen. That's what. But you that's know what? what? The it's better us than wanted. like they wanted us to do it's, this. Yeah. we're planting the seed oh. so they can make it in the future. Yes, we'll uh, we'll sell this. Mm-hmm to uh, Archie Comics. Mm-hmm. Just get in touch with us. Yeah. We'll get some of that, that cover girl money. Tweet this one. <laughs> no, for this episode, you do need to tweet it at Archie Comics and at Riverdale. <laughs> oh, God. All right. You have to. Oh, man. Let's, let's okay. see what happens. Okay. You're happy with this? I I think I'm... Uh, yeah. I'm feeling it. Yeah, this is, this is a good use of her... Our anniversary of the show. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Yay, um, the paper. Oh my god. It's fun. I enjoy this podcast. I, I especially yeah. enjoy this bullshit that we do. Like Yes. I enjoy the show probably because we make it impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kinda. It's uh it's it's a doozy. It's a it's definitely a guilty pleasure. Our show should be your guilty pleasure, listeners. You should not yeah. come here to yeah. enjoy us. 
Oh man. So um Yo, so yeah. Uh I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening and downloading and everything. Um jeez. Yeah, There's a lot of uh, international downloaders. We have a lot of international people. Um uh, yeah, I just want to say, you know, thank you for listening. I know there's a bunch of other, like, Riverdale shows out there now, it seems. and Yeah, there's better shit you could do with your time. <laughs> but you chose to wallow in the filth with us. And we appreciate yes, uh, that, because it's lonely in the filth. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, we really appreciate any sort of, like, comments and shares and, and stuff like that that you've, you know, given us. Uh, and you know, we're definitely glad that we could, you know, entertain you guys. Yeah. So. Big time. Uh, anyone, especially who tweets like about what we've been talking about, like I might mispronounce this, but I'm pretty sure it's Roger, um, mm-hmm. has sent us in, he sent us after last week's episode, an interesting tweet about, or a uh, Reddit post about how Archie's like, when you put the context of everything Archie's gone through in like the frame of oh yeah it's only been like six months tops um yeah it does definitely help to to classify archie's like problems really well and like so much of what we do calling archie it uh blockhead is a goof but also at the sometime same time he is definitely struggling with some very real shit that has happened to him so yeah, like yeah, yeah. archie has... i love that kind of engagement from y'all <laughs> like like looking at the show from like an outsider's perspective, it's it's very easy to like see that hey, you know, it, it's just, this is all a bunch of like really traumatic shit that these supposedly sixteen-year-olds are going through, and that kind of explains a lot of like their sort of weird erratic behavior mm-hmm. alongside their being so young and inexperienced and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's so. a show about a fifteen-year-old boy who got molested and then watched his dad get shot in front of him and then had his best friend bury him alive like and then get yeah. manipulated by a criminal businessman like there's a lot of bad shit that happens to poor old archibald yeah um yes but yeah so like thank you all for real no goofies no goofy hahas from me um thank you all for real so much for for listening and supporting and tweeting please keep doing it because we don't advertise and that shows but like talking about it is is so helpful for us and we really mm-hmm. appreciate every single thing y'all have done for us. Um, where can they find you, Noah? Uh, so they can find me um, on Twitter at Common Otaku. Uh, that's K-A-M-E-N-O-T-A-K-U. Um, yeah, I just tend to retweet a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. But, you know, if you want to chat or whatever, just hit me up. Um, you can find my other shows, uh, the role-playing exchange, uh, is the main one, uh, I do, which is a, a get you, oh my god, it's a role-playing, uh, actual play and discussion podcast. What? What? Uh, you can, I also guest on the Technical Difficulties Gaming Podcast, uh, every now and then, so you can check them out as well. Uh, yeah, and Kyle? Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Kyle. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Best Pal Brigade. You can watch our stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash bestpalbrigade. Uh, Facebook.com slash BPB Games. Um, if you like what I'm doing here and 
you don't hate me. If you could follow me on those, that would be hugely helpful because of how like search algorithms work. But I, mm-hmm. I get it. You got you got stuff to do with your life. But if you love if you love me, please help me. Um, I have a Patreon that's going to be ending very very. No, not a Patreon that's ending. I have a Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash Kyle Cardi. I post a lot of uh, role playing game supplement stuff. Um, I have a Kickstarter that's ending shortly. Savage Tokusatsu. Um, it is twelve dollars away from being six thousand nine hundred dollars. Nice. Um, so if you wanna check that out, please do. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. If you wanna follow us and get at us. Mm-hmm collectively you can tweet at us at maple and blood facebook.com slash maple and blood maple and blood at gmail.com uh maple and blood dot podbean dot com maple and blood dot wordpress dot com uh and maple and blood dot tumblr dot com are some of our other websites so yeah um gosh i got nothing else i'm just it's been we it's been a weird year this this show has been an emotional roller coaster of love and hate for me. It it it, it really has been, <laughs> and I appreciate you coming along the ride. Hey, I, with me. To be fair, I think I was the one who asked you to do a podcast with me. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I, yeah, I, it was. I, I love doing this with you. Like, if if we didn't do this show, I don't think I would have continued watching Riverdale once it started to get like real gross. So yeah. I'm enjoying it. They um they have been confirmed for a third season, so yeah. we'll have to see how that goes with how the rest of the season clears out. Uh, um, I just hope Sabrina's good, but like it just sucks that we're yeah. not getting Sabrina in Riverdale proper anymore. I feel like that's yeah. definitely when we started to lose the magic, literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think like a bunch of the producers and like showrunners and stuff like that still want to do like a crossover, but it's just not going to happen right away, Ugh. which really sucks. Well, but that'll do it for us. Hey, yep, we're excited about the musical, which airs soon. Noah, uh, the eighteenth is the carry the musical episode. So uh, we'll be back a little after that then. So you ain't going to yes. hear from us for a bit. Um, uh, like a week or so. Yeah. So four. Maple syrup, blood money. I have been your horny evil host, Kyle Cardi. And I have been your entity of righteous flame and damnation host, Noah Cardi. Thank you for listening. Thank you.